It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the VEASAN Hockey Betting Podcast with VEASAN's hockey betting analyst, Andy McNeil. Here is Danny Burke. What's going on, folks? Welcome to another edition of VEASAN's Hockey Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Burke. Happy to be with you on this wonderful Tuesday. And I say wonderful because we have numerous games to get through on today's hockey slate. And who better to discuss all of that with than our guy, Andy McNeil. NHL expert over at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, at Digital Gambler, of course, where you could follow him on Twitter, at Danny Burke 5 for myself. Not only are we going to go through some of the biggest games on this Tuesday slate, we've got deadline news with that approaching. Uh, we've got update on the latest injuries, who's going to be starting a net to help you get a gauge on what games you may want to handicap on tonight's slate. So, Andy, my man, happy to be with you once again. And Man, we've been previewing this deadline for quite some time. It's been the past week and a half, (laughs) obviously, here in my neck of the woods in Chicago. We're like, what the heck's going on with Patrick Kane? Still waiting, still waiting. Uh, (laughs) What have you now made of this whole Patrick Kane debacle? We'll get into everything else, but I feel like we got to start out with that. Yeah, for sure. It's the it's it's the story that everybody wants to latch on to right now. And and uh, and we'll do the same. Elliot Friedman uh, of Sportsnet reporting this morning uh, earlier that if the New York Rangers want to acquire Patrick Kane, which many believe they they do uh, want to get that done, uh, they will have to do that after 5 p.m. this evening. Uh, so we won't know until later Tuesday evening. 
uh, if things are going to continue to move in that direction. But it, it does seem like things are, are working that way. Um, it, it certainly feels like it, like the Rangers are, are going to have another superstar player by by the end of today, if not tomorrow. Um, and uh, and everything's trending in that direction. Look, Andy, this is kind of fascinating, too, when you look at this trade deadline and you're kind of seeing the difference in conferences and how they're approaching this trade deadline, right? I mean, how have you observed that from the last several days and what we can expect? Just the difference of how those conferences, the top teams are looking to either buy or sell with some of these guys. Yeah, so um, the biggest move, arguably, uh, of the season uh, comes uh, this weekend, this past weekend, when the New Jersey Devils uh, acquired former forward Timo Meyer from the San Jose Sharks. They also got Scott Harrington uh, and and some other players in the in the the deal. But uh, the big piece is Meyer. Uh, this is a player that ranks fifth in shots per sixty minutes this season, behind his new teammate Jack Hughes. Uh, so they have two of the top five shot generators, individual shot generators uh, in the NHL this season. And I mean, the Devils have been a, a bit of a force all season long, a bit of a powerhouse. But um, I think anybody that's, you know, objectively looking at things could see that their lineup is a little light and, and might not be able to survive uh, an injury to a player like Jack Hughes. Uh, and this doesn't totally, you know, save them from 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 that uh, scenario. But adding Meyer certainly you know, beefs up their lineup, gives them somebody that uh, can shoot and score uh, with the best of them. Uh, and uh, I think, you know, it's a, it really illustrates just, just the way things are going this season. We've already seen a really huge divide uh, between the two conferences this season, uh, Eastern Conference teams have won 59, almost 60% of the games, 59.9% of the games. Uh, at home, they're 60.3%. On the road, 51.9%. Uh, so the East has just been so dominant this season. And uh, it looks like it's going to you know, continue to be the case going forward because a lot of these sellers leading up to the trade deadline have been Western conference teams. You look at the national predators, the St. Louis blues, um, you know, the Chicago Blackhawks, these teams are, are selling off some, some really big pieces. And uh, you know, the theory goes that they, they should be worse off uh, down the stretch. And a lot of these Eastern conference teams should continue to just beat up on the Western conference. Uh, so that's, that's what we've seen so far. And I, I really don't see anything changing uh, over the next, you know, 20, 20 games or so. All right, Andy. Well, let's go back into today. Look a little bit more narrowly. Uh, let's go with kind of the news of the day. Aside from deadline stuff, what are some of the biggest injuries you've seen on the injury report and any confirmations we've seen with these goalies? Obviously, we'll kind of expound on that more as we go game to game. But uh, some of those biggest headlines that you've seen thus far look like what? Yeah, so not too many goaltenders have been confirmed. We know Vili Husso is going to start for the Detroit Red Wings. It looks like Merzlikens and Anderson uh, are likely to start in Columbus and Buffalo. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky likely to start for the, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And we assume that, that Sergei Bobrovsky will go uh, for the Florida Panthers. Philip Gustafson, he'll start for the Wild uh, against the Islanders. Uh, and we know that Capo Kakinen is going to be in goal for the San Jose Sharks against a really banged up Canadians team. But of course, they've been banged up and 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 missing some some key players all season long. Uh, 
Um, so not not really sure what to make of that that game. But um, yeah, we're still waiting on on some word on on almost half of the games here right now at this point. Uh, almost 10 a.m. on Tuesday. All right, Andy. Well, let's get into some of these games. Uh, some games that you and I have some interest in and. Look, besides the one that I know, like I have a, only one official play right now, and I know you have some interest in player props, but I feel like this spot I want to start out with because it's such in a unique standpoint with Ottawa and Detroit. So these teams just played last night, right? And the Senators won six to two at home and they're running it back. Uh, they played a couple other times this year. They split those two, but Ottawa now having the two to one season advantage over the Red Wings. What are you making of this type of situation when these teams just saw each other? Ottawa won in an impressive fashion. Obviously, the goaltending situation is going to differ. But how do you look at that from a handicapping uh, perspective? Yeah, I mean, the the goaltending matchup kind of changes things. But let's just kind of revert back or cycle back to, to, to Monday's game uh, between these two teams. Ottawa actually opened around minus 145. Um, We saw a lot of action come in on Detroit and push that line all the way down to plus 110 by the time the puck dropped. So uh, Detroit was arguably the right side in that game, but it would be hard to argue that after the fact with Ottawa owning roughly 58% of the shot attempts and uh, outscoring the Red Wings the way they did with a a 62% expected goals percentage. So it wasn't uh, driven by luck by any means. Ottawa dominated the game. Um, but what would probably give people pause and gives me pause today is the goaltending matchup. Uh, they got to face off against Marcus Helberg yesterday. It's going to be Vili Husso uh, today, and uh, that, that gives the Red Wings a, a better chance to win a given game. Um, I think this line is is priced, this game is priced appropriately where it is right now with the Senators around minus 130, uh, maybe a little bit higher than that, um, You know, given that they, they have gotten some quality performances from some of these goaltenders, but um, I, I, I think, I think, I don't know if there's a, an edge here, even, even given Ottawa's dominant performance last night, I, I, I just not sure that I can get behind betting against Philly Huso in this spot at this price. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. Like I would get why people would want to lean toward Ottawa, especially after what you saw last night and they're still back at home, but Huso's been a really strong goalie for them. And it's not like he's the top of the league necessarily, but when he's in net, he gives Detroit really any chance against most of the squads throughout the league. So he's 9-3-3 on the road. Goals against average isn't necessarily ideal, 3.14, but a lot of times he's not getting help from his defenders and putting him in these tougher situations. I'm with you, though, here, Andy. I'm probably staying away, but maybe, maybe a small lean toward Ottawa, if anything. But that'll be kind of fun just to see how that plays out with these teams going back-to-back, something you don't typically see. Uh, The Senators also a lot better team at home, and Red Wings struggling a little bit more so on the road. So we'll see which one can come through in this back-to-back situation. Andy, let's move on to Tampa Bay. Uh, I've got some interest here. Now, I haven't played it yet because I I am curious where you are standing in this game. So Tampa Bay is hosting Florida. And Tampa Bay opened in some spots, maybe around like minus 167. You've seen it at minus 170, right around that area. They've kind of come down a little bit. I see out in Vegas, for example, like the Westgate has minus buck 55 for the Lightning. The Panthers haven't played in like four days, and it looks like they're still going to be missing a couple big offensive pieces due to injury. Goaltending-wise, seems like it's going to be Bobrovsky and Vasilevsky. 
And Vasilevsky did really well against Florida in two situations this year. He only allowed three goals. And then the last time they played, he gave up seven. So uh, that kind of hurt his numbers against the Panthers. Vasilevsky, we know, can give you a night where he's just tremendous. But then you get some nights like what you saw against the Sabres, what you saw against the Golden Knights. And it's been a little volatile. But I don't know, man. Like I still lean toward Tampa Bay here because the Panthers have been horrendous on the road. Minus 26 goal differential compared to plus 22 at home. And obviously the Lightning have been awesome at home themselves. I Again, I lean toward Tampa Bay. I just don't know if I'm that eager to lay that high of a price, Andy. Yeah, well, without question, the Lightning, you know, should be a, a bit of a sizable favorite in this one. I think... Um, the goaltending matchup alone, regardless of recent form, uh, is is a, a big difference maker. But, um, you know, when the, the, the Panthers began to trend to the prices that they were trending to, I did expect to see some, you know, buyback on that line. Um, despite the fact that Barkov and Bennett are expected to be out for this one uh, for the Florida Panthers. So it wasn't. It's not really surprising. I think this is setting and settling in an appropriate place. I have the lightning priced around minus one sixty. Uh, one thing that does intrigue me, though, uh, is the lightning's power play. They're kind of shaking things up, making some big changes. They 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 swapped out Victor Hedman for Mikhail Sergachev um, and uh, Brandon Hagel for Alex Kalorn. Kalorn and Anthony Sorelli are, are rotating in that spot on the power play today. Um, so that's interesting because that's kind of like the OG lighting power play. Obviously, uh, Hedman is a member of that, but but you know swapping Sergachev out, um, I think I think it's a, a good look for the team. And and you know given Florida and their penchant for taking a high number of penalties, I think that power play could get some work tonight. Uh, and and that'll be something interesting to watch. And maybe something that the Lightning will stick with going forward. So where did your numbers have this game at? Like what would maybe be a buy price for Tampa Bay if if you do like that side more so and that's who you would play if anything? Like what number would it have to get to to draw some interest for you? I mean, really, it's it's like it would never get there because I've got the lightning around minus 160. So, I mean, you're looking at a, a big a big price drop here. Uh, in order to get me to lay that price, and I just, I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think you're going to see the lightning get down to uh, where you know minus one forty-five area, right? That's just not going to happen. So um, I'm, I'm going to probably stay neutral on this game, uh, and 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 just uh, see where see where it goes in the future here with this this matchup. But uh, yeah, no, I think this this is priced appropriately. I mean, we've seen a lot of these two teams. We we know what they're all about, uh, and the market. It, the, the price has been discovered here, right? I mean, we've got a lot of action, liquid markets, big money coming in on both sides uh, at this time of the day. So I think this minus 160 plus 140 is what we're going to see here for the rest of the day. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm standing pat right now. If it keeps trending down, if we get it to maybe like 150 or lower, like you said, probably not going to happen. Then I'm going to seriously consider it more. But hey, like we always say, too, if Andy and I have any later additional plays, everything will be logged over at vsin.com on our pro picks page. You get every show hosts and guests, all their action, whatever sport they're betting, it's all logged there. So make sure you're following and tracking that on a daily basis. But nothing for us in that game. We're just leaning toward Tampa. Did you have something here with Buffalo and Columbus? Uh, the Sabres over a $2 favorite in a lot of shops. High total as it typically is with a Buffalo game. Six and a half is where it opened. 
at about minus 125 to the over. Some shops are at minus 130. I've even seen a minus 140 to the over out there in Las Vegas. Uh, last I've checked, it looks like it's going to be Corpusalo for the Blue Jackets, Craig Anderson potentially for Buffalo. Sabres on a three-game winning streak here, Andy. It seems like they would be the right side. I, the only way I would play it would be a win in regulation bet. I, I haven't done anything yet. I'm not infatuated with Anderson necessarily. It's not like he's having a bad year, but I, I don't know if I still want to lay a little bit of a price on the win in regulation with a goalie that does have his blips here and there. But for the most part, he's he's been fairly reliable, I suppose. Yeah, so a, a couple of things have happened. Obviously, Anderson likely to start, um, but two big blows to the Buffalo Sabres and their, their playoff hopes here with um, Alex Tuck. Uh, injured he's listed as week to week the general manager said that um they hope to have him back by the end of the regular season so they're talking about a longer term injury here uh, and tuck has been one of their best players on a nightly basis and a a real leader for the team and uh, another leader and and you know arguably the team's best player rasmus Dahlin. he's out uh heading into this game as well he missed the last game um his injury Sounds like it'll be shorter term, um, but still a, a big loss nonetheless. And we've seen the effect of that with the the Blue Jackets, um, you know, opening up around plus 180, uh, but now down to uh, as low as plus 160 at some shops. The the Blue Jack or the the, the Sabres, sorry, uh, listed at around minus 180, kind of the best price available right now. Um, but one thing I've looked at that really stood out. Uh, is rookie Jack Quinn because he's going to fill in for Alex Tuck on the top line alongside Alex Tuck and, and Jeff Skinner. Uh, and, you know, he's looked so good recently that he was the first choice uh, for head coach Don Granado when, when, when he had to replace Alex Tuck. Uh, he's put up six points in his last seven games, two goals, four assists, uh, and an increase in ice time I think will be really good for him. There's no guarantee that he's going to get a huge increase in ice time, but He's played 15 plus minutes in nine out of the 51 games so far this season. Like I said, he's a rookie, right? Um, but playing on the top line that puts him in in a in a in a in a in a, in a situation where he he very well could get 15 plus minutes of ice time. And in those games, he's put up 10 points in nine games. Um, so I really like him to to register a point tonight. Uh, he was priced at plus 145 when I when I sent this out on, on Beeson this morning. Um, now plus 135. Still still like it at that price, but definitely definitely shop round. You might still find uh, the original price uh, at some shops. But yeah, Jack Quinn over 0 0.5 points at plus 135. I like it. All right, Andy, let's go ahead and move on to Nashville. This is where I got my best bet for the night, as of this moment at least. So the Predators hosting the Penguins. Pittsburgh has been a uh, a frustrating team as of late, to say the least. Uh, but, I mean, they actually, well, they have won their last couple of games, I suppose. But before that, when you and I were talking about them, they were pretty unstable. Uh, the Predators have won their last three games. Obviously, they're in a playoff push, but they traded away some of their forwards here. And that's what the GM was saying, that hey, if it's not evident that we are going to be in the playoff run, we're going to be sellers. And they were winning. And despite that, a couple of guys got dished off. And tonight they're hosting again the Penguins, who are going to be throwing out Jari out there. 7-3-2 with a 3.01 goals against average, 91% on his saves on the road. 
for Tristan this season. Now, overall numbers are still strong. 17, 7, and 5, 2.79 goals against average, 92% on his saves. Saros looking to be taking the net for the Preds, uh, 14, 8, and 3 on his home ice, 2.78 goals against average, 92% save percentage. What's interesting here, too, uh, the Penguins' power play, uh, power play percentage takes a big dive when they go on the road. At home, it's 27%. On the road, it's 16%. And that was kind of just an additional number I was looking at because the basis for my play here is actually the under. Uh, six and a half is where this thing has been at. And it looks like a lot of people like the over here. But look, the Predators aren't a team that's really lighting you up offensively, even though they get a slight boost at home. Pittsburgh, they're capable of doing it, haven't done it in a periodic way in the back half of the season. And I think Saros is a goalie who can really have outstanding games still. He's capable of doing that in this playoff push at home. So, Andy, I like the under six and a half here, especially with the Preds losing some of their forwards before this game. Minus 110 to the under six in the hook. That's the spot I'm rolling with with Nashville and Pittsburgh. Am I off here? Am I missing something? Or uh, what What are you kind of making of this whole approach? No, I, I'm with you, Danny. I like it. But at first, I just want to get into something uh, in regards to the National Predators and the changes that are going on in that organization. Obviously, you mentioned uh, they've been, you know, sellers heading heading into the, the, the trade deadline here. Um, but, you know, yesterday on Monday, they they uh, held a press conference. David Poyle, the longtime general manager, the only general manager uh, that the organization has ever had since 1998, announced his retirement and handed the reins over to Barry Trotz, who's uh, going to take over immediately. I don't think formally until the end of the season, but uh, his work begins, begins right away. Um, but, you know, I just find it so interesting that, you know, really, the, the Predators are the only franchise that comes to mind immediately when I think of uh, a general manager, a management group that's been in charge as long as they have. And nobody complains because, you know, this organization has repeatedly shown year after year that they're committed to trying to build a winner. Uh, they had a really good run, you know, five or six years ago when they lost to the, the Penguins in the uh, Stanley Cup final. But, um, you know, really just a... a, a, a respected organization and i expect that they'll have a plan to turn things around rather quickly and become a competitive team i mean they've got a great goaltender in you saros uh, and whatnot and barry trotz uh, will probably end up being a pretty good general manager if i had to guess but um yeah philip forsberg not going to play tonight he's still out with a, with a concussion or an upper body injury um Tanner Ginat traded to the the Lightning. Uh, the, the Predators got an insane haul uh, number of draft picks, five draft picks, I believe, uh, and Cal Foot, uh, a good young defenseman, or uh, you know, I guess a potentially good young defenseman. Um, and uh, and clearly, we we discussed last week that Ryan Johansson is done for the season. So this team's taken a lot of hits. Nino Niederreiter was traded to the Winnipeg Jets over the weekend. Um, They've they've called up uh, Luke Evangelista, an interesting prospect. Uh, he's second among rookies in the AHL with 41 points. He's making his NHL debut tonight. Put up 111 points in 64 games, I believe, in the OHL uh, with the London Knights uh, last season in 2021-22. So uh, a bit of a, an interesting note there heading into this one. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the under is is I, I see where your head's at. Uh, the the Penguins have been a, a a team that I've been really targeting against lately, and I, I really can't get 
behind backing them and just with the, the changes that have gone on in Nashville. I mean, uh, I think I think this game is pretty much priced appropriately. I don't I don't think there's a I don't think there's a bargain here at minus one thirty on a Pittsburgh team that's uh, going up against you Saros. So you talk about Pittsburgh being a team that you're almost targeting to go against, and I, I don't blame you there. But now with Nashville selling off some of their pieces and all of these changes, and I know you're not doing it in this game, but would Nashville perhaps fall into that category of a team if you're doing anything with them? It more so be on the category of looking to bet against them because, uh, look, these players are still competing. They can rally around each other, but maybe the depth and talent isn't there as much anymore. So would you maybe look to fade them more so in this ending stretch? Yeah, I mean, it's it's all time sensitive, right? It depends on when you, you know, what the price is, when you can when you can find a, a, a good bet. Um, but I think a lot I think the market, the market's going to drive these prices uh, to a point where you're you're almost going to be getting if you're, if you're going by the numbers, you're going to be maybe getting some value on some of these really ugly teams down the stretch, right? That usually uh, tends to be the case and come playoff teams hell if a, if a team like buffalo makes it in the playoffs and and faces off against the bruins in the first round you know they're gonna lose more often than not uh but the the prices are going to be outrageous i mean you're gonna be you're gonna be really almost i don't want to say forced to bet on buffalo um but it, it's gonna be tempting that's for sure uh given given how big some of these prices and i think that's what you're going to see down the stretch here with some of these sellers uh you're, you're going to see some pretty outrageous prices at some point for a game in which you saros is still the starting goaltender right and that's not the case today at plus 110 against the penguins team who as you mentioned might you know they might be getting things together maybe they're maybe they're prepping for to go on a bit of a, a run here but um, there will be times down the stretch where the Predators are really, really big underdogs, and they will lose more often than not. But um, you know, when when the come, push comes to shove, I think Yu Saros is a goalie that I would actually look to back a little bit more down the stretch in some of these uglier spots. Okay, I like it. Well, yeah, hopefully we can trust him tonight as I'll be sweating out that under six in the hook. So that's what I got between Nashville and Pittsburgh. Andy, we got to talk about this big one in Calgary with the Flames hosting the Bruins. Uh, Boston, not as big of a favorite as we're typically accustomed to seeing them. I mean, they open in some shops around minus 120. The highest I'm seeing them maybe about minus a buck 30 or so. Total opened at six, shaded to the under. You're pretty much still seeing that at most outlets. So the Flames, as we know, vying for that playoff spot. They're four points out. They're two, three, and two in their last seven games. It doesn't get easier when you got Yulmark and the Bruins coming to town. Yulmark uh, on the road this year just still been as outstanding as everywhere else. 14-3-0, sub-2 with his goals against average, almost a 94% uh, with his saves. Two shutouts have been on the road. He already beat Calgary this year, only allowed one goal. Markstrom seems like he's going to be going between the pipes. 15, 15, and 7, his overall numbers, 2.96 goals against average, but his save percentage is at 88.8%. Can you trust the Flames in this spot? Can you trust Markstrom? It's a game that they must, like, they have to treat this like a playoff game. And you look at it from that standpoint, you're like, all right, Andy, get the Bruins at home. You could understand why maybe Boston wasn't priced that high. 
then it's like it's still the Bruins on the other side. But how competitive and how much longer are you going to be getting this effort out of Boston with the playoffs coming near? I know we still have a good chunk of time, so you probably can't factor that as much. But what do you make of these type of situations where you got a team that's feeling comfortable and the other team is very desperate for a big win? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think we'll see Boston take their foot off the pedal. I think things will kind of naturally uh, happen. I mean, you know, teams will teams will start to push harder. We've already seen that in the, the league, uh, specifically since the All Star break. I mean, a lot of these teams have really turned things on. Uh, you can tell they're they're into it and they're you know starting to kind of put their game faces on. I guess for lack of a, a better term, but yeah, I mean, uh, arbitrarily, I think I look at this and I'm like, wow, the Bruins are priced pretty short. But then I kind of dive into things and you know, given that Calgary's offense has been kind of uptick lately and they're, they're they do have strong underlying metrics we've talked about this all season long they're one of the best teams if you're looking through the lens of things like Corsi and and uh and and um expected goals in certain situations uh but when it boils down to it i mean the, the flames just haven't lived up to expectations this year they've um been in too many close games uh they've lost too many close games um but you know i think I think things are priced this way for a reason. Uh, obviously, the Linus Allmark uh, aspect or a Linus Allmark start that is likely is a, a big reason why Boston is still, um, you know, a, a, an, an obvious favorite, I guess you would call them. Um, but I, I think the fact that Taylor Hall is out, he's been a really a real motor for this team lately. If you watch any of the Bruins games, you really notice Taylor Hall. He stands out. Uh, and he missed last night's game, so there's a chance that he might not be in the lineup tonight. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I definitely lean towards Boston. I've got them priced around minus one thirty, so uh, I think it's there is some value depending on on where you shop around at. But uh, I'd need them to get down around minus one twenty, kind of across the board, uh, before I would I would be able to recommend that one because I don't think minus one twenty is at all widely available or even available at this point. But yeah, minus one thirty for the Bruins uh would need to see around minus one twenty to justify betting on them here. I'm with you. I uh I got nothing here. It's it's pretty easy to lean Boston, but look, and it makes sense doing it against this Flames team that has been so inconsistent themselves. Markstrom hasn't been putting up the best season, so I get it, but the line's moving in the direction of Boston. You could have got a better number originally, and if you didn't tack it right away, you're missing as high as 10 cents of value potentially heading your way. So uh, I, 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 again, I, I agree with you. Nothing right now. Lean toward Boston. Probably not looking to bet them minus 130 or above. But that's going to be a good one to look forward to tonight. I know a lot of eyes will be set on that matchup. And Andy, I know your eyes will be set on this matchup in St. Louis where you've got the Blues taking on the Kraken. Uh, you got a player prop in this game, right? Yes. So St. Louis, I mean, over the last month, uh, only two teams have allowed more goals per 60 minutes uh, than the Blues. That's the Ducks and the Canucks. Uh, And since they returned from the All-Star break since February 6th, uh, only three teams have allowed more shots against actually only two teams. The the Ducks and the Coyotes uh, have allowed more shots against per 60 minutes. The Blues are allowing 37 shots in all situations uh, on a per 60 minutes per game basis. Uh, so this is a team that is just kind of falling apart right now. Obviously they traded away Vladimir Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly. Um, O'Reilly, one of the, you know, they're, they're arguably their best two way forwards. And, you know, recently he got called out by their coach 
for their their you know their top stars not not playing well and and not caring all that much. Uh, so things are kind of spiraling uh, out of control here in St. Louis um, and Seattle. Yeah, holding on to that final wild card spot, just just kind of barely holding on there in the Western Conference. Uh, so this is an important game, and uh, one of the players that that has really stood out this season. Uh, for for good and bad reasons, is Oliver Borkstrand. Because between 2017-18 and 2021-22, Borkstrand scored on 13.2% of his shots. He produced approximately 2.5 points per 60 minutes in all situations. However, since joining the Kraken, uh, Borkstrand has only scored on 7.7% of his shots, and he's only generated 2 points per 60 he ranks third on the team in shots, fourth in expected goals per 60 minutes, even as a spot on the top power play unit. And the Blues are one of the worst penalty killing teams in the NHL. They rank 27th in goals and 30th in shot against, uh, like I mentioned, since the All-Star break. So uh, I like Borkstrand to get over 0.5 points at plus 115. All right. Good deal, my man. Uh, That's pretty much all we've got for today's slate. Although I did want to just spend maybe a minute or two in this game in Minnesota. They're taking on the New York Islanders are the wild and Minnesota opened up as about a minus 140 favorite or so. And look, the wild have been hot as of late. And I mean, they've won their last four to five games. Now, the Islanders are coming off a nice shutout win at Winnipeg for nothing. Both of these teams still having a lot to play for at this moment, especially New York. This Islanders team, to me, Andy, like I, I've tried to back them in a couple situations. And and look, they defensively and with Sorokin and Net, they're good enough to compete with the big guns. But I don't know, something about them on the road. And if they can't keep up offensively with the Wild, I can understand why Minnesota is the bigger favorite in the spot. I don't know if I can justify laying over a buck 40 with Minnesota, but that's the way I would lean here. I think I'd have to go that way. Um, especially if it's not going to be flurry in the net, who's kind of been back and forth for the wild. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm with you on the Islanders, but, uh, despite that, and despite the fact that, uh, Barzell remains out, um, I saw that plus 125, and I thought that was a pretty good place on the Islanders. Uh, and I guess that is what the market felt like, too, because now we're sitting at plus 115 pretty much across the board. You might find plus 120 out there, but I think this is a good example of, you know, just to, not to underestimate that kind of picked over effect, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the, the the value's been sort of bet out of this this game here. I think the the we're at a point where the, the price is probably where it should be. Um, I had the Islanders priced around plus 116, so I'm very close to where the market is right now, but definitely would have been a value on that side earlier. Um, but once again, you know, just that, that picked over effect, right? The, the good, the good bets just, just don't last very long most days. And, and, and it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's gotten really hard. The, 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 um, the competitive nature of this, I mean, these games are being released, uh, you know, roughly, uh, you know, I mean, 36 hours prior to puck drop or, or more, and uh, and they get bet into shape pretty quick. Uh, and, and oftentimes you don't see a lot of movement from, um, you know, late overnight to the early morning. Uh, so I think that's the case here. We, you know, we kind of know what, what we're getting with these two teams and maybe the, mar- or maybe the odds makers underestimated this Islanders team a little bit at first, but the market corrected them. And I guess, 
uh, that's something to look out for in the future that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe this, maybe the, there's a, a difference of opinion between uh, some of the, the sharp betters out there uh, and the people setting the odds for the sports books. Yeah. Like you said, plus plus one twenty five, one thirty ish, maybe around where it opened. Now you're seeing it best number. If you want to go with the Islanders about plus plus one twenty. So always make sure you're doing your shopping out there is a better. If you have as many books available to you, get access to all of them shop, check out the different lines, especially in the prop market and the futures market. It pays off in the end. Trust us when we say that. I know we preach it religiously, but it's really one of the better advantages you can have as a handicapper is shopping all the different lines because you are seeing a lot of variance, especially in that game with the Islanders and the Wild and Minnesota down to as low as minus a buck 30. So uh, that game's going to be a good one. Low total five and a half with some juice shaded to the under. So uh, not a lot of action necessarily expected, perhaps based on what the market's telling you. But hopefully we get some good action tonight. And just to recap, Andy, uh, I got the under six in the hook with Nashville and Pittsburgh. That's my one official play right now. Strong lean toward Tampa Bay. We'll see where that line gets. And again, if I add anything, much like if Andy adds anything, it will be logged at vsin.com. That's V-S-I-N.com on the Pro Picks page. The picks at a glance, it's listed on the side of the website. So that's where you can get all of ours. Uh, all of our wagers along with everybody else at the network. But Andy, as of now, assuming you don't add anything later, what are your plays as of this moment as we're recording Tuesday morning? Yeah, so just the two plus money player props right now. We've got Jack Quinn of the Buffalo Sabres uh, taking that spot for Alex Tuck on the top line with Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner. I've got him to score uh, over 0.5 points at plus 145 if you can find it available. I still think the the the, the bet is a, a good one at plus 135, which is where DraftKings Sportsbook is now. Um, and Oliver Borkstrand of the Seattle Kraken was a you know, really productive player over the past few seasons, past four seasons, um, has sort of dropped off here despite, you know, still doing his his thing uh since you know in in seattle uh and i and i think he's a, a player that i'm i'm looking to target a lot here down the stretch uh in some of these games where i think the seattle crack can have a chance to you know explode on offense uh and the st louis blues have been um pretty poor defensively lately we know jordan Bennington's probably going to start uh on Mon- on tuesday sorry uh so i've got oliver borshand over 0.5 points at plus 115 All right. I like it. Best of luck, my friend. That's Andy McNeil at Digital Gambler, where you can follow him on Twitter. And if you want his write-ups every single day, because we're doing the show twice a week. So even on the days we are doing the show, but in between, you can get his write-ups at vsin.com. Again, at Digital Gambler on Twitter, where you can follow along. If you have any questions, comments, whatever it may be, reach out to him. Reach out to myself at Danny Burke 5. We'll discuss it on the show, help you with whatever bets you may be questioning, and especially in the futures market as we're getting down toward the end of the season here. The odds are changing a lot based on what we saw at the beginning of the year to now and how the layout's going to be with these playoff brackets. So a lot of excitement. And we'll have you covered here on VEASAN's Hockey Betting Podcast. But that is going to do it for us. We will be back this Thursday with another episode. Until then, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate it if you like and subscribe. And best of luck with all your with all your wagers, ladies and gentlemen. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.